Hi everyone, welcome to the Inbetween Club. I'm Yasuha. I'm Zawoka, aka Tess. Hi everyone! Yay, welcome to our podcast. This week we are going to talk about what is the sense of belonging and a home for you. We're on episode three now. <sighs> Thank you to all the people that have been listening to our episodes. We're actually pretty. Um, impressed. Yeah. I mean, we're really impressed and we're really proud to see that people are actually following our podcast、yes. and we're listening to it. <laughs> I was surprised when I actually saw people like, listening to our podcast. It was like, oh, wow, there is actually people who are listening to this. <laughs> I know. There's so many more than I initially expected. I kind of was going to be like, Two plays, three plays, but it's like way, way, way more than that. And I'm so thankful. Yes. Thank you, everyone. <laughs> Thank you. And please support us. Please follow us. And please listen to this episode, too. So, to start off our episode, what do you want to compliment yourself for this week? What do you feel part of yourself this week? Oh, so in maybe previous episode, I don't remember, but I talked about how I started cleaning my room,、mm-hmm. <laughs> just tidying up. And then,、yeah. so I actually have a lot of、um, attachments to little things like collecting shopping bags, collecting cute boxes. <laughs> Wait, you mean like by shopping bags? Do you mean like the vinyl type or do you mean like the paper bag type? The paper、oh. bag type, yeah. <laughs> I like even the simple one, you know, like people usually collect like really like nice and cute、mm. ones. I can't even throw away like a the brown. <laughs> I don't、okay, know、so、why. For, for people who don't know, probably I think this is pretty unique to Japanese culture, but like in Japan, a lot of people like keep the shopping bags that they receive, like for instance, like gifts for, and then、yeah. they like, I don't know why they keep it, but. Uh, you like use it? No. Do not. <laughs> I, oh my god. That's a myth. That's a, that's a mystery. Because, like, I understand when you like collect them and keep them until you like give another gift to someone else and use it that time. But, like, if you don't use it, like, that's,、um, that's a real collection. Well, initially, yes, I thought of collecting so I can give it to like people when I have、mm-hmm. like birthday presents for someone or something. But.、Mm-hmm. I think it started to be my habit, you know, collecting. <laughs> right, right. And stuff. So,、um, yeah, I started to get rid of some of them.、Mm-hmm. Not all. I still、Goodbye. have to keep some of it. Goodbye. <laughs> Try to reduce the amount. So, you know, that kind of attachment is really hard to just cut. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Small step,、mm-hmm. but I'm proud that I'm making the step towards yeah, getting rid of my attachment. So, what about Tomoka? I am very proud of myself for handling three huge things that I had to do and in, in、like, that were due on the same day.、Oh. So,、um, I'm trying to get my driver's license right now.、Mm-hmm. And I had the driver's license exam and the launch of this podcast and the due date of my 
um, thesis draft on the same day. Oh my gosh. And then I was like, at first I was going to, um, initially I was planning to like schedule everything out and then be capable of, you know, just completing this whole thing in a very mm -hmm. smooth um, way without any like schedule conflict um, and having to like stay up until really late and to just like cram everything in one day. But I, I, I mean, I kind of failed again. <laughs> um, I didn't expect the driver's license exam to like require a lot of um, studying. And so um, I ended up cramming everything in the same, in like the last, I don't know, like 12 hours. <laughs> I'm not sure if other people in the other countries go to driving school for right. taking a driving um, test, but in Japan, yes, we have like driving schools and there is written exams and practical exams. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. Right? So you have like so, you have like two big like um, exams that on paper, and then two like road exams. And so right now I've completed two, all of the um, paper tests, and then I've completed the first practical exam. So mm -hmm. I just have one last exam that I have to take. I mean, yeah, yeah. To, be to be precise too, but to graduate from the driving <laughs> school, I have the practical exam. And then um, I've also completed like the mock exam for the last paper test that you have to mm. take to like actually get your license mm -hmm. I'm pretty much finished and I'm really proud that I done that um pretty well yeah yeah it must be a tough wait <laughs> I'm also very proud of you for you know completing all the three big tasks that you had so thank you just gonna give like a huge pat on yeah. my back <laughs> yep so let's get straight into the topic today. So the first question we want to pose is, what is the sense of belonging and a home for you? It's a very difficult, difficult to draw a line between yeah. what is sense of home and belonging. Yeah. And mm, I would say, um, for home, maybe a lot of people would resonate with place specific yeah. locations. Mm -hmm. But for me, it's very similar the sense of belonging and home. I, right. I link it with people. Right, same, same. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So for belonging, the sense of belonging. I feel that when I'm contributing to the certain community or a group, wow, that's when I feel like I belong there. Interesting. Yeah. So you mean like you, in order to feel a sense of belonging, you consider your role inside of the community? Yeah. Maybe more like they appreciate me being mm -hmm. in the part of the group 
Right. I'm actually giving some good cause, good influence. Mm. Mm. Interesting. To make the dynamics of the groups. Yeah, that's when I feel the sense of belonging. Wow, that's something mm. I've never thought about. Hmm. What about you? Like for me, um, the the sense that like there has to be people involved for mm-hmm. me to like define yeah. the sense of belonging is I think the same as you. Um, but for me, like I tried to differentiate it. I tried to like divide the concept in my head and the category that I have. But like the conclusion that I came up with was that like I can find a home when I have a sense of belonging, but then I can't find a home without a sense of belonging. Right. So like in that sense, you know, like I have to have a community Mm -hmm. where I feel safe and I feel accepted um, in order to think that the place is a home. So um, one thing I really think of and I like thought about for Mm -hmm. I guess like as long as I can think of is that like even if I don't really have the sense of home like define somewhere as a home Mm -hmm. as long as I have a community I don't have to define it right so mm, I think as long as I remember I have this strong sense of belonging more than a defined place of home. Now, I guess I can, I don't really have any doubt in saying that like I'm from Japan and Japan is my home. But then before I came to this place where I could define it, which was like pretty recent, like I didn't really know where my home was, but then I knew where I belonged to because I knew that there was a community that would accept mm-hmm. me and would see me as who I am. You need that sense of belonging to proudly say that this is my home. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's like an emotionally and psychologically like safe space for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I think the key word safe place does apply to how I see home as well. When I mm-hmm. think about home, somewhere mm-hmm. safe, somewhere mm-hmm. that I don't need to try to be someone right. else. Right, I right, can right. Just be myself. I think in that sense, it's a little bit different for me oh. because I don't, mm-hmm. I don't expect a home to be non-judgmental. Mm. I, I, I think I look for that more in the space like the mental space and Mm -hmm. the like space as a location Mm -hmm. Um, I think I look for that more in in the place space for the sense of belonging so I mean I guess for me like that equals like community Mm -hmm. in that community I don't want to be judged and I don't want to feel like I have to behave in some kind of way that I have to like fake myself and have the fear that someone is going to judge me mm-hmm. for who I am. But then for home, like, I think it's a more broader um, theme for me. 
then community is for me. I have more expectations mm -hmm. and I have more um, needs that I want um, to be fulfilled for a community. The reason why I kind of came up to this conclusion is mm -hmm. because I question myself if Japan was a home for me. Like that was like a constant question for me, right? For like my lifetime. And I would say, I would say that like Japan is a home, but then it doesn't mean that like I resonate with the values, I resonate with the culture completely. There's more of a feeling and a sense of sense or like values that probably won't be aligned with the mm -hmm. traditional quote unquote ideal in Japanese culture values. Mm -hmm. But because a lot of the good memories, and a lot of my childhood was spent in Japan. Like, I've never mm -hmm. felt threatened by living here. Mm, right, yeah. And by having those memories and creating those memories here. So, like, in that sense, I do feel that Japan is a home. But then, like, community-wise, it didn't have to be Japan. <laughs> Mm. like in a sense you know because it was the community was like more international it was like cross-cultural it wasn't like Japanese Japanese so um I think that's a huge part where I like differentiate community and home right. for me when I ask myself where is home I said in the beginning that it doesn't tie to locations necessarily yeah yeah but it definitely ties to food. Oh, <laughs> I might, yeah, I might, you know, go into like a different topic now. But the moment I feel home is uh -huh. when I eat that food. Right. Um, like, for example, for me, when I go back to Thailand and uh -huh. like, you know, the famous Thai, for example, like Pad Thai. Or yeah. guy. That's mm -hmm. a very common food that you can get anywhere in the world, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But it's different. The pot thai right. and common guy that I get in Japan mm -hmm, and the mm -hmm. one that I get in Thailand. Mm -hmm. I feel when I eat the one that I get in Thailand. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm not sure if it's authenticity mm -hmm. or the flavor itself. But right. I think it's more of the memory that I had. Mm -hmm. when I was still living in Thailand right yeah took the bite it all come back to me and that's mm -hmm. when I feel like oh I'm home mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I came back here that that sense of feeling that I get to so like I wish I have like an academic evidence for that but I think yeah, it's right? real <laughs> but I think it's real the, the sense of coming back home when you eat your food Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think it's real because yeah. you know when you like go um when you have to like move to a place for like a relatively long time mm -hmm. and they don't have the cuisine that you prefer or the food that you feel home to like you feel very isolated yes and homesick <laughs> exactly homesick that is what I was looking for so I think it's real I, I really think it's real yeah so that's another way of looking at home sense of home yeah so like mm, i guess when you 
don't have to question where your home is Mm -hmm. or when you don't have to question where you belong to, um, you won't really be aware. You won't really notice the concept of home and the concept of belonging. So what made you realize about those things in your life and in yourself? And like, what was the process? What was the struggles you faced in defining that? I think the first time that I questioned about Mm -hmm. where's my home, where do I belong is when I actually don't feel like I belong anywhere. Right. And I got that feeling when I came back to Japan. Mm -hmm. Because mm-hmm. before, I, f- I thought that Japan is my home. Right, yeah. So as Thailand. Mm-hmm. Um, during my time in Thailand, I grew up in um, Japanese neighborhood, learning mm-hmm. Japanese culture, speaking mm-hmm. Japanese. But at the same time, I also did that in Thai, speaking mm-hmm. Thai, learning Thai culture. Mm-hmm. And so coming back to Japan... I thought that I'm gonna feel like that sense of like, hey, I'm home. Same. But then meeting new people in a like school or part time job, that was the yeah. first place where I had to belong. Yeah. But then I didn't feel the belonging, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. sense of belonging. Mm-hmm. And that's because I didn't resonate with what they were talking about right they bring up topics like oh what did you do in your high school what sports club you joined Mm. or how was your entrance exam like Mm. all these topics they talked about i tried to bring up my stories that i had that i experienced Mm -hmm. back in um, school in thailand but they were Mm -hmm. like oh okay anyway (laughs) let's move on (laughs) and so i that moment that moment That's- I kind of realized that I okay, I think my story doesn't, you know, interest them or Well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's like, I guess they didn't know how to react. Yeah, I think they were just, you know, oh, really surprised, just surprised. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, okay, cool. But it must, it must have been really hard for you because, you know, it could, it could really create like a sense of like devaluation. Yeah. Like underestimation. Mm-hmm. That you're not, your experiences are not enough for people to be interested. In yeah, stuff like yeah. That, right? And so I started to wonder like, Okay, so where do I belong mm. and mm. how would I be accepted? Yeah, I think I, the moment I started to crave for the sense of acceptance, mm-hmm. that's, yeah, that was the beginning of the process of like, hey, who am I? Where do I belong? Mm. That is a key question. I mean, a key moment, I guess. Yeah, right? yeah. What about you? Um, I would say the first time I asked myself where my home was and where I belonged to was when I came out to university. Mm. So coming to university was like 
honestly the first time that I was fully exposed to Japanese social values, like the Japanese society in general. Yeah. Because even though I was living in Japan for a long time, the environment that I put myself in every day was not, you know, um, traditionally or I, would, I wouldn't say it was Japanese. It was like international. Mm. And so when I first came up to university and faced like what the reality was, it was like mm. a culture shock for me. <laughs> it's like, wait, am I, am I sure I lived in Japan for, like, <laughs> this whole time? Like, I'm not, I feel like I've come to like a different country. And I think that was the moment where like, I had to ask myself if I can clearly define this country and this culture as a place that like I would call home, a place that I would come back to mm-hmm. and like definitively say that it's a place that I'm from. And at that moment, like I couldn't resonate, I couldn't agree, I couldn't fit into the majority. Mm-hmm. And I felt left out in a way. Like it's not like everyone yeah. intended to do that, but it's just that like I didn't feel comfortable. Yeah. I think that feeling of left out, I also had that when I went to university. Right. Yeah. Because it's a big school with so many people. University. Yeah. Big. It's big. And I think the difference that I had compared to like the time where I came back to Japan as like a Mm nine-year-old is the existence of the sense of self. So when you're like nine years old, you look for more of like, you want to fit in more than to like exist as yourself. Mm -hmm. But as like an 18 year old who knows who I am, like what kind of person I am, like who acknowledges the sense of self, like I didn't choose to fit in. I'd Mm -hmm. rather isolate myself than to like have to force myself to assimilate to the majority there there was no external force that wanted me to fit in either uh, as opposed to when I was in elementary school when I came back to Japan Mm -hmm. so um it wasn't as bad but I did still have that like struggle and this question of where I belong to like where am I from is this really a place where I Mm -hmm. live like it's it just didn't feel like it was the same place where I Mm -hmm. you know and um the second time like this hit me really hard Mm -hmm. this is one of the reasons why I had depression was like when I came back from my study abroad year because I felt I was like liberated from the past experiences of having to like force myself to fit in having to feel like I have to assimilate like all the memories are still here you know even though you're not experiencing at the present moment like that past the memory it's still in your body it's still like engraved in your brain and your heart um in your spirit and so like distancing myself from the location that that actually happened like Mm -hmm. it was it it was a liberating year it was like Mm -hmm. a year of um freedom for me Mm -hmm. so when I came, when I had to come back, I felt really scared. I felt really fearful that I had to come back to a place where all of that trauma happened. Mm. And 
all the past experiences mm-hmm. were there. And I knew that like, I, I, I assumed that my mindset would go back to that like negative, pessimistic um, mind thought mm-hmm. that I have to assimilate, I have to like fit in, I can't be myself. And so when I came back to Japan, I was really depressed. I was really stressed. And that was like the second big, and I would say like the biggest time that impacted my life Mm. in terms of like questioning my identity, my home, my sense of belonging, because I felt like my existence was rejected. And as opposed to when I was in third grade, when I was nine years old, I knew that that had happened to me and that and how that like influenced impact my life and me as a whole Mm -hmm. so like I didn't want to reverse that experience with like more awareness you know yeah so yeah I guess the feeling of rejection and the feeling of not fitting in the feeling of being isolated really made me forced me I would say (laughs) but I am proud of it I am proud of that time um to question and to go back to um, to look back at where I belong to, where my home is. Right. I was thinking of what another moment that made me think about belonging. And mm-hmm. We just recently posted uh, um, stories on Instagram asking, have you ever gotten questions uh, um, asking where you're from? Mm-hmm. And that's a very common questions that a lot of TCKs and CCKs do struggle to answer. Yeah. And I had that questions the most when I joined the university. And I still remember I had to keep repeating and repeating that uh, answers over and over. And I didn't like it because I... Not, I'm not sure how much should I tell. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Same. Like, yeah. okay, I need to answer this questions. Where do I start? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's usually not a one-sentence answer. Mm-hmm. In the past, like, when I share my story, people just, they don't know how to react. And it's just like, oh, okay. Yeah. But reactions kind of like uh, flashback. And then I got scared yeah. how to answer. And so that just made me questions. Okay, so where do I belong? Right. Yeah. It's like you either have to explain every single thing mm-hmm. or you wait for people to like have a really like blank reaction right yeah because i don't want to surprise them or make them feel overwhelmed from my answer too so depend on the situations depend on the people i started to choose locations like okay maybe yeah. i'm just gonna say this i'm from yeah. this area or i'm from this country or just don't say it at all <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. I feel you. Yeah. At that moment, I might just try to get along mm-hmm. and go with the flow. But then, uh, when I'm actually just myself coming back home, and then just sit and like recall the uh, conversations, then yeah, I was like, okay, 
right so where is where is my home where is my belonging i think for me like right now <laughs> i don't have as much struggle as i did before in defining a home and a sense of belonging because now i have this sense of belonging in my experiences rather than a place rather than um a community i would say oh, like i like and, that <laughs> and um the past and the experiences that i have are what bring me to a fantastic a beautiful community that I can also create a sense of belonging and feel safe in. And so like, I know that without my experiences, without my unique characteristics, like that wouldn't happen as well. Like I wouldn't be surrounded by these like beautiful people, beautiful community. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, that is absolutely after I was able to feel proud and think that my experiences were a strength rather than a burden and something that I want to hide. But I feel much stronger and I feel more defined after being able to do that. Mm -hmm. I think that that um, happened more because it was hard for me to find a sense of belonging at like my home as in like family home. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't really know where I had a place in at like my home home and at like you know my family home right so mm, like the sense of belonging in a home it's not really about a location it's not necessarily always about a location or a space but it's also like within relationships mm. with people yeah I think. Yeah, I, I really like how you mentioned about experience. Mm. Yeah, I think I didn't really see that way before. But yeah. now I think about it. Yes, it definitely factors that make up the sense of belonging. Right. And yes, relationships too. At first, I thought that I could only feel the sense of belonging with the people who share similar experience. But then that was actually not true to me. Mm -hmm. I had that belief all the way to um, before I started working. Mm. Um, yeah, when I started working, I met this um, people who had very different backgrounds, very different experiences. But then we have you know similarities like we live in the same like missions uh -huh. we want to work for same reasons and uh -huh. things like that but um experiences backgrounds are different i still feel th that they are my people and right they made me feel that i matter and i'm part of their Mm -hmm. whole group and that's mm -hmm. when I realized I like okay I can feel the sense of belonging even with people that have different backgrounds mm -hmm. and experience so right yeah right, right. that was really surprised myself too mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, I think I relatively have that mind still <laughs> mm. I mean I won't limit 
I won't make limitations, but I would say that like for people that have similar experiences and experiences that are like on the same scheme, um, I will be able to feel more comfortable around them. But yeah, exactly. There are a lot mm. of exceptions. But I would say like the broader view that I cultivated from my experiences do really impact the relationships that I build with the people. Mm-hmm. And I think that I really put significance on that as well. Yeah. Yeah. And in the name of this podcast, like the In Between Club, mm. um, the moment that made me able to like clearly say that I belong in between is when I felt proud of my experiences and when I when I started to be able to think that I belong to my experiences more than to like a community or culture or a country and so for me right now like with all the relationships with all the experiences I am proud to say that I belong in between like that's literally how I would define home Mm -hmm. and would say as and I would like present as a place that I belong to yeah and it just I don't know it just makes sense to me more I've always had this like sense of guilt of not feeling complete Mm -hmm. like not feeling completely Japanese not feeling completely I don't know North American Mm. because, because I have um a history of like living there um I I used to feel ashamed but now that I know that feeling in between belonging in between and that I have the power to define a place in between or a space whatever wherever in between is Mm -hmm. a valid place as a home like I'm just really proud that I was able to um give myself a place like that yeah yeah I like how you defined your belonging to like <laughs> living in between is totally fits how I would define belonging to mm. yeah and before like you said I also questioned myself is it okay to be in between right yeah because it's kind of like one your one leg is on one side, another leg is on yeah. the other side. It's just like mm, very vague. And mm-hmm. I didn't know that vagueness is okay. Same, same, <laughs> yeah. same, same. So that's why we put in between and the name too. Yeah, I really like that word too. Exactly. But then you know, like, when you think about it, when you think about it, it's kind of strange that we as individuals that have, like, a quote-unquote unique experience, like a cross-cultural experience, try to define a home and a sense of belonging in the category that the majority population created, mm. right? Like, when you think about it, like, I can say this right now just because I've settled in like a home that's called in between but like when you think about it it's kind of strange like at that point you're you're 
kind of forced and maybe in a sense a bit like force I mean you're forcing yourself to like fit into right. the frame <laughs> of a majority and what the majority um, created and so yeah like it's it's totally okay to create a category that you want to create and like a poem or sense of belonging mm-hmm. that you feel comfortable with the most because mm. you're unique in itself your experience is not describable and is and it might not make sense to the majority right mm-hmm. so yeah you don't have to fit into the majority framework yeah mm-hmm. and like you mentioned earlier you don't even have to feel you're ashamed and you need to fulfill with one place to exactly. identify one place as your home Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I think it can also be flexible as well. One exactly. day you feel one thing as a home mm-hmm. or one place, one group as your sense of belonging. But then mm-hmm. you wake up next day and then you feel that, okay, maybe this is more comfortable for me. Then you change. I, I think it's not something that fixed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm doesn't have to be stable yeah i mean our our life wasn't stable from the start so. yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. yeah so that's all for our episode today let us know what you thought about our discussion we are so 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 welcome very welcome of feedbacks and comments and uh requests about topics and about uh, anything that you want from this discussion we're really um, willing to improve and grow our podcast ourselves this community to make everything better so please 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 subscribe and follow our podcast on any platform that you use please follow our instagram our facebook and check our website I hope you enjoyed the episode and hope to see you again in next episode. Thank you for listening.